No. What's your least favorite scary movie? 8307860. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the absurd, and all of our favorite and least favorite scary movies. Because we believe every horror movie rightfully has its fan base. Even if we don't always get it. My name is Travis. My name is Jesse. And welcome back, everybody, because we've got a good old little movie here that our patrons voted for this month. Yes. So this month we're talking about Frozen. I would also like to thank our patrons for proving me right because Travis was like, I don't know that anybody's going to want to listen to us talk about Frozen. He's like, so you might need to save that for next month and just make it your pick. And y'all showed him. By the way, Patreon plug. Yeah. You know, that's there. You can find the link to it in our show notes below, and you'd be joining the ranks of Eric and Phoebe of Shaken Not Scared, mm -hmm. Joe, as is his full name, Amber, and Michael. Yeah. So, um, we're going to double shout you guys out today because we forgot to shout you all out on the to be or not to be. Yeah. I got a little um, slap happy there at the end yeah. on Sunday. <laughs> I don't know if you all noticed. It's okay. Well... Not not only the patrons that voted, but everybody else who saw that we were talking about this movie. Let it be known loud and clear that they all love this movie, to my surprise. So, I don't know why you're surprised. This movie slaps. Yeah, I mean, it does, but I never hear people talk about it is the thing. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, I love that movie. Like, That's his best movie. I'm like, really? That's his best movie? Like, do people not? People talk about Hatchet more often, but... Uh, I guess I could see their, I see their argument here because they're very different movies. They are very different movies, and I think you know which one I would pick if I had to choose between them. You know, and I'm actually kind of I'm having to think it over myself. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Whenever uh, Robert Atone saw we were doing this, he messaged saying that's his best movie, right? And I'm like, I don't know. It's been a long time <laughs> since I've watched it. I gotta watch this one, and I have to watch Hatchet again to like be able to tell you for sure. I mean, also, then again, it is like you're just comparing very different movies. Very, very different. And I honestly kind of hate that game of like comparing directors' movies, like especially if they do very different types of movies. Well, he normally does like the same shit from what I could tell. But then again, I only like the only other movies that I know he has done are the Hatchet movies. So, like. I'm sure he's done other things, but this is the only other notable one. Okay, whatever. We'll get more into this here in a minute. Do you okay. have any announcements or anything? Um, just that we had our bonus episode this past Sunday. It was our to be or not to be, and we covered Thirteen Fanboy. And uh, this weekend we'll have our um, Halloween rankings coming out. Yes, that's true. So that's something to look forward to. Yes, <gasps> I get to do more pivot tables. You get to do more pivot tables. <laughs> I'm excited. In the meantime, I have her poll In results. In the meantime. <laughs> so, uh, Valentine's Day is over, but we wanted to know how you guys <laughs> wanted to uh, best celebrate Valentine's Day. My brain is fucked up on dates, man. It's not over in as of recording land but in future land when this is released valentine's day is over valentine's day is two days in the past from the release of this episode here, but it's so. also in the future from right now yeah yeah it is <laughs> it's kind of a mind fuck talking about it like that but i'm in the, i'm like mentally in thursday right now that's just where i'm at 
I'm in a place. I'm in. I'm at the eye of Jeremy Bear. I'm at the dot of the eye in the Jeremy Bearmy right now. That's uh, where I'm at. Okay. For how is <laughs> uh, my mind went before I got connected the dots and you're talking about good place. I thought you were talking about that um, song by uh, fuck who the fuck is uh, Eddie Vedder, King Jeremy. Pearl Jam? Pearl Jam. I thought you were making like a reference to that song. I was like, what the fuck does this have to do with anything that we're talking about? Except I was about to not sing Jeremy. Nobody, nobody knows the words to that. If you're if you're saying you know the words to it, you're lying. Okay, so we wanted to know what's the best way to celebrate Valentine's Day on Twitter. 13% would prefer an arrow to the heart. 7% would like chocolates full of maggots. 27% would prefer to have a nosebleed upon their face. So like a nosebleed dripping up on your face. Yeah. 53% liked Jason. Okay. And I feel the need to clarify. We need to. Because there were some people that were confused. Um, we are talking about Jason, as in Jason, as Jason in roses are red, violets are blue. They'll need dental records to identify you. P.S. This is Jason. Fuck. <laughs> uh, no, I like the other one. Like love is an arduous. True love is an arduous trek. True, True love, love is, is when Jason, Jason make, make you bleed, bleed from, from your, your neck. neck. <laughs> That's the Jason that I know and love. <laughs> and Except like, all the versions of these Jason are you, because you wrote all of them. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I, I didn't want to clarify because I told you because I noticed people were talking about Friday the 13th. I was like, ah, he wouldn't like say Jason Marquette. He would be like Jason. Like you want yeah. Jason for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Okay. So on Instagram, 18% want the arrow to the heart. 0% with the maggots. Wise choice. 27% with the nosebleed on the face and 55% want Jason. Okay. That one's a little bit more clear because I actually have Jason's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like I can't do pictures with polls on Twitter. I mean, you can. I have to do a reply. Yeah. But I don't like that. I like it right there in your face like Jason. I did it that one time that you were like, hey, I'm driving. Will you do the poll? And then you I did. got, I had fun with it. I've done it one other time. It was our Halloween resurrection one. Yeah. Maybe I'll continue. Yeah. Maybe I'll start doing that. I don't know. Either way, that was our polls. Okay. So what? how do you want to celebrate tomorrow, but also two days ago? Um, I kind of uh, I kind of agree with the people here, Jason. Okay. And like that could be like, you know, Friday the 13th. I don't know. We just watched 13 Fanboy. Got Friday the 13th on my mind now. I don't know. What about you? Um, well, I made my thoughts about disliking Jason pretty clear on the episode. Can't have the maggot chocolate because I'm vegan. What if it's like vegan chocolate though? Okay. Are there vegan maggots? Um, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, okay. I can't, I can't justify it. Okay. Um, I've taken too many bloodborne pathogen trainings to be okay with the nosebleed situation so like I, i'd be way too uptight about it you know what i mean like the blood dripping i would be like okay you're my lover and everything but i do also now need to go like get a test and make sure that i haven't it's responsible yeah um so that leaves arrow through the heart which has the bonus of me being able to do bon jovi i saw this coming from a mile away <laughs> i knew it was leading up to this Shut i didn't stop heart. you though 
because I had hope, Jesse. I had hope that yeah, you wouldn't take it so, there. So far, we are eight minutes into recording, and I've sang Space Hog, Pearl Jam, and Bon Jovi. So, so musical episode yeah. today. Yeah, Good. it's our musical episode. Every show has a musical episode if it lasts long enough. I'm like, this is ours. I okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Frozen. Okay. All right. So Frozen first premiered January 24th, 2010, at the Sundance Film Festival. I always appreciate a january horror movie but even more so with one that is a cold movie yeah it's nice it's that's uh, the reason why you wanted to do this one is because it's seasonally appropriate there you go i got you it got that. i almost lost it but i got it <laughs> <laughs> uh the wide release for this was february 5th okay and we watched this on tubi yay so this as of uh was actually quite a few ads on Tubi. It still wasn't bad. Still shorter than a typical was, like t- uh like cable commercial TV break, but I wonder if it depends on the movie or like like it's gotta depend on the movie, I think. I think so. Maybe like the distributor or whoever like uploaded it. I don't know. Maybe you can like check like I want this many ads. And some people are like, I don't want any ads. I wanna like fake people out. Like where it says like countdown ten seconds until ad break God. and then it's like Gotcha. We got one of those. Yeah, we did. Okay, so uh, you can watch it on Tubi, and maybe you can get faked out. Who knows? But um, as of today, the 13th of February, 2023, you can watch it there, Redbox, and Freebie all for free. Not on any paid streaming services as of right now. If you want to rent it, you can rent it on Redbox, Apple TV, and Amazon for $3.99, although... Redbox was three even, so if you want to save 99 cents, go there. Or you can just go to our fave skis, Tubi. You can just go to Tubi, yeah. Like, the director, everybody gets support through that anyways. Apparently, Tubi's pretty good about that, from what I could tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is written and directed by Adam Green. Yes. We have music by Andy Garfield. Special effects makeup by Chris Hansen. Not that Chris Hansen. (laughs) Unfortunate name. He was the special effects designer, and then we have Greg T. Moon, who is the special effects artist. Okay, so I'm going to ask this. I know it'll come, maybe it'll come up in fun facts. This was all practical, right? Yes, and that is coming up in my fun facts. Okay. Like, there were some of them that I clocked how that was done, but it's still fun to, like, look at it and know how they do stuff like that. Yeah. So um, I figured it was all practical once a couple of those stood out to me. I um I was actually thinking to myself like this has to be kind of green screen but it looked too good but then I was like there's no way they were able to shoot this in real time and I'll get into that here in a second okay but I saw like I got a lot of good stuff here like there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that was up online and it's I recommend people look it up it's kind of interesting seeing how they did a lot of this stuff uh, but first we have our cast and I'm only gonna list the three people that are really here in this movie yeah. So first off, we have Emma Bell. She plays Parker O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Sean Ashmore plays Joe Lynch. The Lamplighter. The so if you have not seen both Parks and Rec and The Boys, that is a crossover reference on our part that has become <laughs> yeah. very silly to us. Anytime we see Sean Ashmore, because on The Boys, he plays a character called The, the Lamplighter. On Parks and Rec... Adam Scott's character created a board game where he created a character called the Lamplighter, but when he refers to him, he's like, the, the Lamplighter. Lamp 
So I cannot if, believe you're not throwing respect on Cones of Dunshire. Cones of Dunshire, that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's about the cones. <laughs> yeah. We've also made a lot of jokes about that in our house because Talia is a poor little conehead baby when we're not home right now. And right now while we're recording. While we're recording, yeah. We, she still can't be left alone without a cone on because she'll scratch her face up. Yeah. And last, we have Kevin Zegers who plays Dan Walker. Uh, so a fun thing about this, all of these people, not just Joe Lynch, who is Adam Green's best friend, his bubby. His I was going to say his bubby. You said that last night. Yeah. yeah. Like, look, there's there's friends, there's best friends, then there's, there's bubbies. And bubbies can be a biological thing, but when they're not biological and they're just like best friends, just bubbies, bubbies. That's just bubbies right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but all of these people are named after his friends, very close friends, Adam Aww. Green. They like listed exactly like who some of these people are, but you know I don't really know any of these other people other than Joe Lynch, who we well, talked about yeah. his movie Mayhem and also Wrong Turn Two on here before. So we got some Joe Lynch content going here. Yeah. All right, Jesse, budget or bug Ted? Bug Ted. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't have a budget on this, okay. which is disappointing. However, everywhere I looked, I saw the word micro budget tossed around. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of impressive what they were able to pull off with um, having a small budget. So apparently it was so small that they were only able to afford lighting the first four cable tower, uh, cable car towers okay. to be able to do this. But uh, this thing opened. One hundred and thirty-one thousand three hundred ninety-five dollars, hundred thirty-one k. Thank you. And I'll just simplify <laughs> was, all these too now. Too many digits. We so normally round. <laughs> opening box office hundred thirty-one k. Gross ended up being three point eight million. Good for them. Yeah, this thing actually found its success overseas in the international market because the U.S. gross is just two hundred and forty-six k. Okay. So it made millions overseas. So I'm very happy for them. Yeah. And it has a 6.2 on IMDb. Hell yeah. All right. I'm okay with like a movie that I would say is probably a little bit more on the cult side of things um, having a score of 6.2. Yeah, I mean. I'm personally going to give it a higher score than that, but for IMDb, I'll accept it. I would too. And the thing is, I feel like for this right here, for Adam Green, I feel like this is like an incredibly accessible movie. Like I could recommend this to anybody and I would be like, you would enjoy this because it's just that kind of movie. Like it's just tense. Yeah. It's that type of tenseness that people like, I feel like anybody can appreciate. Yes. Instead of like um, Hatchet where it's like obviously like a callback to these super like gory horror movies like Slashers and stuff. Like you have to be that audience for that. Not so much this. Yeah. Speaking of which, I've got our three movies that came out in 2010. Okay. That was so, the year we graduated high school. That is the year we graduated high school. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> well, I just... I actually... No, I I'm trying to contextualize forgot. it for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. That, I mean, it's kind of crazy to me that that's when we graduated. But yeah. Um, all right. So the first movie, Hatchet 2. Adam Green's other movie <laughs> that came out that year. He yes. had a busy year. He had two movies come out this year. I remember you mentioning this, and I wanted to look it up and confirm it myself, but he had to split up the shooting schedule for Hatchet 2 to shoot Frozen. I wonder if that's why he was just like, him and Kane were just hanging, and he was like, hey, do you want to come not be in a giant facial prosthetic for a scene? Yeah, no, I've got answers for that. 
movie. <laughs> we'll get to that in the fun facts here. Okay. And yes, you heard that right. Kane Hodder is in this movie briefly. So that came out August 26th, 2010. Do have a budget on this one, 800000 Okay. I'm assuming Frozen was less than that. So the worldwide gross on that was 156000 Okay. IMDb of 5.4. Once the hatchet, they switched over our final girl to Danielle Harris. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember if she's playing the same person from the first movie. Yeah, because just... it picks up right where the first movie ends. Yeah, that's jarring, but you know what? But also, they have the same guy play a different character in all four movies, which I love. That's just funny. Yeah. That's just really funny. I like that guy. Also, like speaking uh, speaking of a later one, um, Victor Crowley, the fourth entry in it, uh, we have a script of it, and we're getting we've been oh, slowly yeah. getting the cast to um, sign a... it. And Dave Sheridan signed it. I would have had your babies. <laughs> I'm looking. And like, I couldn't tell which one of us he was looking at when he signed it. He was like, "I signed it. I would have had your babies." And he was like looking at both of us. <laughs> um, I'm looking at the picture right now of Felicia Rose. Having the cell phone shoved up her, uh, you know what, through her mouth. Yeah. Which is a very, that's what she signed for us. Yeah. <laughs> very sexual. I'm, I think we picked that picture, though. Did we? Yeah. I can't remember it. I don't know. We've got so many signed things from those two. It's yeah. Crazy. Well, because then she was also like, well, here, you have this. You should also have my mingled dick expert <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> signature. So thoughtful. Yeah. Okay. The next movie, The Ward. So I picked this. Yeah, it might sound familiar to you. The only reason that it should be on anybody's radar is this is John Carpenter's final theatrical release. Uh, okay, I was going to say it sounds familiar, and I was trying to like contextualize it. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, I've heard mixed things about it. I've never seen it myself. Um, I looked up the synopsis. It's like uh, a girl gets admitted into like a, psychi- a psychiatric hospital, and she's being attacked by the ghost of an old uh, patient there. And that's pretty much it. Like she's like trying to escape and gets like stopped. I don't know. Like I've I've heard mixed things about it, but I thought it was worth mentioning. Like it's kind of cool that he was still making stuff up to 2010, and now he's just kind of like I wouldn't call him bitter, but I think he's like just resigned. He's like oh, I'm fucking over he's Hollywood. He's in his curmudgeonly old man phase, and he's earned he, it. <laughs> he really I, is. Have you seen the like? ad where he like nintendo labo wanted him so yeah and he's like i <laughs> he's this like thing this is a piece of shit yeah i wouldn't actually compose <laughs> on this thing but you know what it's uh it's fun it's cardboard i can do this you know he's i, I, I would actually, drink scotch with him at a bar and have him roast my taste in alcohol because he'd be like this is shit scotch and i'd be like well um, here's the deal john i've never had scotch before so you're probably right i feel like we could bond with him over bourbon and be like hey man like you're from Kentucky, you know this shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I Maker's forgot. Mark, man. Yeah, I think he 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 seems like a guy that would appreciate Maker's. I would hope That's so. That's like the universal drink of Kentucky. Everybody likes Maker's. Well, I mean, we've got a lot of distilleries to choose from. That was our little game that we played on our honeymoon. Was every bar and restaurant we went to, we can't we figured out the math on the percentage oh, yeah. of Kentucky bourbons. So uh, his movie came out September thirteenth. 2010 with a 10 million dollar budget okay grossed 5.3 million okay yeah um imdb a 5.5 so it's not like hated but it's kind of like in the mid there but for a horror movie like 5.5 is still pretty good i think yeah and the final movie 
I don't know if you've ever seen this. I watched it a long time ago. Shutter Island. Oh, no, I haven't seen it. However, I have read the Wikipedia on it. Um, <laughs> because we okay. talked about it in Abnormal Psych, like we had to do um, yeah. a paper on a movie. That was one of the movie options. And I think you and I were already dating at that point. And you're like, oh, this movie's a mindfuck. And I did what I do where I'm curious, but don't actually want to watch the movie. And I just Thinking back read on the it. synopsis online. <laughs> I'd have to revisit it, but I don't really remember being like super blown away by it. But apparently, people really love this one. The only reason I included it is because it premiered alongside Frozen at Sundance, which okay. is kind of cool. I think we could have like a whole fun abnormal psych month because we talked about that one whenever you had the class, you wrote about The Machinist. Yeah, Christian Bell. That's a fucked up movie. I wrote about Fatal Attraction. Which is also a fact on movie. So like psychological horror month. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we could do that. <laughs> we can do it around like final sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so that came out February 19th. It had a budget of $80 million. It's Leo DiCaprio. Leo DiCaprio. Leo. Yeah, you know. Leo. Best friends, Leo. Leo. I... Also Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. You gotta say like Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Okay. What were, what were you gonna say? <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. That thing grossed two hundred and ninety-four million dollars, and it has an eight point two on IMDb. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. I saw something online where somebody was like, "My cat is older than Leonardo DiCaprio's current girlfriend." Uh, everybody's roasting him over having <laughs> tastes well, in younger girls. It's um, it's a problematic age gap. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I listen at a certain point. Yes, age is just a number, but it's not at that point. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like fresh, like like right, uh, like when it's legal. Like eighteen uh, is whenever he's like, "That's my time." It's icky. Yeah, it is kind of icky. Okay, so I've got some taglines. Okay. So the first tagline I have is, "No one knows you're up there." Okay, it's a little bit too. Um... Like, in space, no one can hear you scream. Yeah, kind of. I mean, they kind of repeat this a lot. They're like, nobody knows we're up here. Yeah. It's just kind of like, it's driving it home. Like, I mean, they're just stranded up there. Uh, Yeah, it's not exactly the best. All right, the next one is Fight to Survive. That one's kind of just bleh. That's generic thriller shit. Like you can uh, you can slap that on to like ninety percent of posters, and like you could probably like get away with it. Also, I feel like there's a lot less fighting, and there's a lot more. I'm gonna do this dangerous physical thing and be too weak to combat a pack of wolves. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and like I'm gonna climb this wire, and holy shit, this shit's sharp. Ouch! 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 <laughs> that yeah. should be that's our tagline. <laughs> <laughs> Did we write our tagline early? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Okay. All right. Well, okay. The third and final one is like really, really specific. So if oh they went like hard oh in the boy. other direction. Was it as specific as the one you just came up with? <laughs> Not quite that okay. specific. Okay. Uh, okay. With 30 million skiers and snowboarders in the U.S. and over 5,000 chairlifts in operation, it's only a matter of time before someone gets left behind. Okay. Um, that's like a fun little math game, you know, like let's figure out the statistics on this. I don't like thinking about that as a math problem. 
Also, though, I do hate imagining this on a poster because the word skiers is upsetting to me because it's just too many vowels in a row. Yeah, I had to write it a couple times in my notes here. I'm like, am I doing this right? Yeah, (laughs) I don't, I don't. I don't trust words that have three or more vowels together. Yeah, it's, not cool. Yeah, yeah it's something loves them, suspicious. Wordle loves them. Yeah, Wordle fucking does. Yeah, we still play Wordle. We got on the train really, really late on Wordle. Yeah, I made a dick formation this morning in mine. Uh, a dick and flat balls. Yeah. Yeah, very upsetting. The, the best kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so fun facts. Like I said, I managed to actually get some cool stuff for this. So uh, he got the idea of this when he was... um, So he has a pass of skiing, which is like kind of factored into this. But also one morning he was watching the news and there was a story that had a ski lift in the background and you could see the chair and it was just stationary. It wasn't moving. And then like he just got this idea. It's like, what the fuck happens to those things? Like, Like they just get stuck there like... And then he just kind of like it snowballed onto this whole idea of like, you know, people getting stuck up there. And then he went into the office the next day. He's like, guys, I got this amazing idea. It's going to be super easy to shoot. It's going to be awesome. We are going to be able to knock this out. Jesse, you have your hand raised. Was it intentional for you to say that this idea just snowballed? A little bit. Okay. Just a tad bit. (laughs) I don't want to interrupt you because you're on a roll. (laughs) No, you're good. Uh, So... That ended up not being true. This ended up being a bitch (laughs) for them to film because of the environment of where they are. So kind of like what you said, this is all practical, which is surprising. They actually have these actors sitting in a snow chair 50 feet above the ground. (laughs) Yeah. And if I was an actor in that situation, you wouldn't even have to tell me to be afraid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the funny thing is he couldn't get anybody else to shoot those shots where they had to be like up there with them. <laughs> so he had to do it himself along with, uh, I think the camera operator or somebody, um, will bear it. Okay. And the thing is, Adam green is terrified of heights. <laughs> so <laughs> he kind of like made this bed and nobody else wanted to do it. So it's like, fine, I'll go do it myself. Uh, all right. So oh, this true labor of love. I appreciate it. I applaud it you, Adam Green. It's cool that like uh, I was reading about this. Apparently, like he uses the same crew for everything here. He works with his friends, basically. Like he like all of this stuff is always opportunities to just work with bubbies. Love it. Um, in fact, um, you uh, do you remember when um, I was like right before they go up the ski lift? You see like a missing persons poster on uh, one of like the poles. Nope. Okay, well, there is. I take your word for it, though. And I thought about that, too. I was like, is that? I can't remember. It's been a while since we've watched this. Does this play into anything? Well, no, it doesn't. It's uh, one of their friends who was not able, like, he normally works on the set with them, but he wasn't able to be there, so they made a missing poster. He, he got work for, uh, he was working on Halloween 2 oh, at the wow. time, which, by the way, speaking of Halloween 2, going back to our 2B or not to be episode, I found out D. Wallace is in the remakes. That makes more That's sense. That's Lori's mom. That makes more sense. Yeah. Sorry. We should have known that. Yeah. Okay. We should have. That was stupid on our part. All right. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, let's just fucking like put him as a missing person here because we miss you. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was shot over 24 days. 19 of those days were overnight shoots. Oof. Temperatures would hit up to zero degrees with wind chills getting it down to negative 20. It's still not as cold as it was Christmas Day here in Kentucky. No, it's not. <laughs> they they filmed this in Utah, by the way. 
like at an actual ski resort, obviously. Uh, they were hit with two storms during the filming of this. One was a 30-inch blizzard. The other was a 34-inch blizzard. Wow. And also, you know that scene where it actually, like, it's like helling mm-hmm. on them? That actually happened, and that was actually scripted. They had, like, a hell machine on standby, and then that day when they were going to film it, it started helling, and they're like, okay, like, we're just going to use this footage. This is it. That's, I mean, convenient, but also not. No, so- like... They, um, <laughs> apparently, like, the first day, like, it was hard. Like, just everything was, like, snowing on them. Like, I saw, like, there's, like, a clip of, like, Adam, like, s- sinking four feet deep into snow while he was standing out there. Uh, it was, a, it was a, like, a motherfucker to film this thing, apparently. Like, speaking about, like, the practical thing, you remember Dan's scene where he, like, falls down and jumps? <laughs> yes. That's actually, like, they actually rigged up a camera of, like, a fake pair of legs, and they, like, rammed it down into the ground. To get that shot. That's pretty cool. It is really cool. And I was actually really surprised to see it happen. They like I guess the shutter speed of the camera that they were using, they were able to like do it kind of slowly and like speed it up to make it look realistic. Although it does kind of look janky when you were watching it. Like I thought that that was like something that was green screen, but no, all practical. Okay. Um Dance Death with the dog. They didn't film it intentionally in the script. It was supposed to just linger on the faces of um, Joe and uh, Parker. But the uh, guy that played Dan, Kevin, Kevin Zegers, he actually like went ahead and rehearsed just in case they needed to shoot anything extra to go like to international markets and also like to help them act out like the responses to him being eaten down there. Yeah, Adam Green and uh, the stunt coordinator wrapped like a harness around him and was like thrashing him around down there. Just like they didn't know what was happening. They just heard him screaming uncontrollably and like heard him just being like, like squished around the mountain. Um, Speaking of the stunt coordinator, there's a reason why Kane Harder is part of this film. He's the stunt coordinator for this. Good for him. Yeah. (laughs) First stunt coordinator ever. He is, man. He really is, And I got a good story for him here too. So, um, all right, we got the wolves in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of them is like, some of them are actually wolves. So the first one that we get, <laughs> the one that first confronts Dan whenever he is like, he jumped off and his legs are broken. That boy's name's Rugby. Aww. I saw how they got him to do his growls. They um, gave the, uh, it's like a stunt person that was playing Dan for that. And they had like food that they would like taunt him with so he would get angry and growl at them oh yeah but he was like harness stuff the entire time so that's rugby next up we have dart so dart is the dog that attacks um joe lynch's character whenever he makes it down to the bottom and he has to fight him off so um dart wasn't actually he was actually a last minute replacement the other dog was not available for that day so um what they did was they went up to um, Sean Ashmore's trailer. Adam Green did. And he's like, all right, man, we had to get a new dog for the scene. It's like a big wolf. It's probably the most intimidating dog or like wolf you're ever going to be able to encounter. You just got to look at me. You can like give me that look and I'll tell them to stop. If you don't want to do it that way, it doesn't look like you're wussing out of this thing. He's like, no, that's fine. I'll do it. I can do it. Like just whatever you need me to do. So then Kane goes up to him. And tells him the same thing. He's like, look, I don't like the looks of this dog. If you need out, feel free to just give me the look. I'll just cut the scene. 
And he's like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. So they get to the scene. Sean's there and they're about to release the dog and he gets nervous and he looks at Kane and Adam and he gives them the look and then they all both like pretend to look away. <laughs> so then they unleash the dog and all of a sudden it's just this tiny little border collie. Oh my God. The dog is a border collie the entire time and it's the most playful, cute little dog ever. Oh. And it's funny seeing that. Like whenever you see the scene, like they do a good job shooting it, but then like the behind the scenes thing, like it's just like a tiny little dog that's just happy <laughs> to be playing. That makes me think of the dog in Cabin Fever that had to get replaced because it was too friendly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Um, yeah, it was funny. Like everybody just, just like lost their shit. Like I, it was like you can see the footage of all that too. And that um, that's actually it. That's all I got for the fun facts here. Okay, okay. So and there's more out there Those too. Those were fun. Yeah, if you want to look into more of that, there's there's a lot more to dig into. There's like, um, especially on the Blu-ray, which we don't have. Apparently, there's a lot of like, just like behind the scenes, just shots and like a little mini documentary type thing. But yeah, that's okay. all I got. So since I did all that, nobody really chose this movie. I mean, I guess you kind of chose this movie. But uh, I'll let you like kick this off. What's your good, bad, ugly, absurd? Okay, first of all, I'm giving it an eight and a half. Eight and a half. Okay. Yes. Uh, so good. It's scary. It's scary because heights, because cold, because dark, uh, because d- uncomfortable social situations. Yeah. The bad. There's a lot of puppy trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, don't love that. I started crying at one point and I also felt guilty like that the wolves were being so mean and I was glad Talia was asleep so she didn't have to see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ugly, mm, unfortunate 2010s language. Yeah. Don't love that. I mean, still very much language that was used at the time, but that doesn't make it okay talking about it from a 2023 lens. No, definitely not. And then the absurd, I'm going to say the absurd, and here's how I'm going to tie this into this. Uh, so him thinking that he could jump and it wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, yeah. that's uh... So that's absurd, <laughs> but I also think it's really funny because girls like us, friends of the show, um, they were talking about this movie recently on their podcast, like within the last month or so, and they were talking about it because... Um, one of them had gone skiing over their Christmas break. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how, I for, I can't remember which one of them it was that was talking about it. But she was like, yeah, when you get, like, you're on the ski lift, you're not really that high above the ground. It's not that big a deal. Like, there's this whole movie Frozen, and they're stuck in the ski lift. And it's like, come on, guys, just jump down. And I just wanted to, like, scream at the podcast when I was listening to it. I was like, they did! It turned out terribly! <laughs> um, <laughs> And like watching that scene, it never doesn't make me uncomfortable. Yeah, that's, I guess we'll talk about that in a little bit when we yeah. actually talk about the scene, but I, yeah, okay. But yeah, it just, it hits all the right buttons for me. It's a really effective, tight little story. I just like it. Yeah. I I have a good time with it, and I think it deserves all the love that it gets. Okay. Um, this one's a tough one to do good, bad, ugly, and absurd because like it's it's a really tight movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna um, I think I'm gonna be right there with you an eight on this thing. Okay, so eight point two five is our starting average. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, the good. I think that the tension is really, really good here. Like, um, it's a really simple premise, but it, um, like, it does a good job of getting things going. Like, this movie, you don't get bogged down with any background shit. You get started with them waiting to go up on the lift for the first time. Like, you know, like, things happen pretty fast. Yeah. And um, for a movie that is a bunch of people just sitting around the entire time, it doesn't really feel like it is slow. And it doesn't feel like it kind of lingers any. It just like it, it's really well paced, and I think the dialogue you have to have you have to have like really good dialogue to carry a movie like this. And I think that it uh, it worked out really well. Apparently, um, actually, Sean Ashmore and uh, fuck, what's the other guy's name? Kevin. Kevin Zeger. Yeah. Um, Zeger. They are actually Zegler? yeah Kevin Seegers or Zegers. Zegers. Um, okay. They're actually really good friends. Okay. And that's how Sean became attached in this in the first place is because like he was doing it and then he's like, hey, man, like, let me send you the script and you can maybe try an audition for it. And, you know, it all worked out. Um, but they have good chemistry. I feel like everybody plays off of each other pretty well here. Yeah, definitely. Which you need in like such a small cast. It yeah. very much relies on those those character dynamics. Yeah. Um the bad for this it's hard to pick a bad for this movie man like what was your bad puppy trauma puppy trauma puppy trauma is a bad thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i don't know dude i can't really think of anything bad about this movie okay it's just like i don't want to force it like i don't want to like fake like anything bad like it's just kind of it, it is what it is and what it does it does really well okay I will say the uh, the ugly is the parts with the dog. I think it is upsetting seeing dogs attack people and people attack dogs. Mm-hmm. I don't really like watching that. No, I forgot that it that it was wolves involved in both the deaths there. I really thought it was just in Dan's. And like the whole time I was sitting there, I was going like, how does Joe die? Yeah, I remember like, oh, yeah, I can't I couldn't remember how he got down. And I'm sorry, I keep calling them dogs. They're wolves. <laughs> but they're, they're um, puppies. Yeah. <laughs> they're puppies. But then like, like eventually I remembered, oh, yeah, like he ends up getting caught, too. And I think that that's kind of weird. Like, would the would they actually be satisfied with just like Joe and like let her go? See, I think what happened was they ate Dan really fast because they were very hungry. I've been thinking about this all day. But it happened so, so long ago. Yeah, well, no, it was like a day later is when Dan finally came down. And so they were eating him a little bit more slowly. And then when Parker comes crawling by, they're just like, eh, we're still working on Dan. Yeah. We'll come get you later. You look about 75% dead anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... um. I guess the absurd for me is like Kane, his character, like driving right by there, being able to clearly see people dangling above him, people throw like no, th- he was looking back, he was backing up. They successfully throw shit onto the windshield of his truck, and he still is like, huh, and like <laughs> it's just so convenient. Like I can see that being written in a way, like I guess like the snow may have like blocked his vision. And uh, the sound of the truck is really loud, so it's hard to hear that stuff. But still, like, come on, <laughs> it's, it's weird. Uh, so yeah, that's my stuff. Eight out of ten. We're okay. across the board. We're pretty even on that. Okay. All right. Let's get down to it. Okay.
And I know I say this a lot, but I also feel like this is going to be a quicker discussion because there isn't, it's a tight story, but there isn't a ton of action. There's like hardly any action. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it starts off, they're debating how they're going to swindle their way onto the ski lift. Uh, Apparently day passes are very expensive to the point that a $100 bribe is cheaper than getting three day passes, which prompted me to look it up. And the cheapest day passes I could find from most ski resorts were seventy five dollars a person. And that's so. Like, this is thirteen years later. Yeah. So it could have been different back then too. Yeah. So that's uh, you know that's my favorite. I don't. I I've never had any interest in the winter sports, so I had no frame of reference for it other yeah. than a quick Google search. I don't really care for that either. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there's normally a person, a ski lift um, bouncer. I don't know the right terminology. Um, who normally will accept bribes, but she wasn't working that day. It was somebody else. So they sent Parker over there to be a little flirty and say that she was there with her girlfriends and forgot her credit card. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they also absurdly like make her unzip her jacket and show off her like lacy undershirt. It's not they, it's her boyfriend, which is even more weird. Where, like, he's like, he doesn't even say anything. He just reaches and, like, unzips her shirt a little bit. And it's like, babe, not now. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really weird. There's a lot of people here. Yeah. And they've got little, little bits peppered in. So that way you understand the dynamics whenever they're kind of splintering off. So. She wasn't originally supposed to be on this ski trip, and Dan invited her. But normally, it's Dan and Joe's thing. Joe's a little bitter. He says he hasn't seen her much, seen Dan much, he and Dan's his like, "Yeah, he's like, but I've got a girlfriend now, and you know." So you can tell that the vibes are a little weird. Um, I think Dan's just trying to get his uh, his bubby and his lady bubby to be bubbies together. So <laughs> it's like Seinfeld. They can be a throbby. No, I don't think throbbies are a thing in (laughs) Seinfeld. Um, I'm thinking more of George's whole dilemma with the worlds colliding. You have your friend life and then you have your relationship life. This is different, obviously, for like us where we're married and like, but like like him and uh, Parker are very recent. Like they've been together a year, Mm -hmm. I think is what they say. And worlds are starting to quiet now. I think Dan is wanting to involve her in more things, and uh, yeah, and Joe... especially because Joe has, is his oldest friend. They've been friends since kindergarten. Yeah, exactly. So it's a it's a whole thing. There's a whole lot of dynamics, and we get to see that as they're going up the ski lift. There, you know, Dan sitting there in the middle, and Joe's making like all these little smart ass remarks. Parker's a smoker, and so he's making these random marks about that, and then. Parker is flirting with Dan and Joe's like, hey, I'm still here. And, you know, you get it's a very relatable dynamic that I think most people are familiar with. And it's almost uncomfortable to watch because it's so real. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because like (laughs) it's the weird thing. Like you're trapped with these people on this thing. You can't move. You have nowhere to go. And if things get uncomfortable, there's no maneuvering out of the situation. Yeah, which happens because the lift stops and Joe starts like shaking the lift and freaking Parker out. And we also get a brief cameo by Joe Lynch and Adam Green. Which is nice. I like seeing them two there together. Um, so then we get a brief montage of Parker eating shit on the bunny hill. And it, they're having fun, but Joe's also getting annoyed because he's 
you know, they're taking a break at the lodge and Parker walks up at him saying that it's been funny to watch her fall on her ass all day, but he would like to do some real skiing. Please, thank you. So they are closing the lift early because of weather, but Parker feels really guilty. Like, she wants this to work. She, like, begs the guy. She's like, please let us just on just one more time. Just one more run. We'll be real quick. Uh, So he agrees to let them go on. Important thing to note here. The group that got on before them, the last one before them, was a group of three. They put on the flag to signify the last lift. So that way they know when the lifts have gotten all the way up to make sure nobody's stuck on the lifts. But this guy agrees to let them go on. It's after the flag. Several chairs after the flag. Yeah, the guy that got bribed, he gets called away because he's scheduled for the next weekend. Well, so after he sends them up. Yeah, Yeah. Um. Somebody else comes up and says, hey, there's a schedule for next week. And he goes, I'm not on the book for next week. And he goes, well, you are now. And he was like, it's my brother's bachelor party. I'm the best man. So he runs to go take care of it. He's like, three more are coming down and then we're done. He just shouts that as he leaves. So um, the other guy that's like, he takes over waiting. He's got to pee real bad. He's just kind of bouncing around. He gets the call from up at the top of the lift saying that they've gotten the last chair. What they assume is the last chair because of the flag. And then he looks over and a group of three skis down. So he's like, all right, cool. Last people are down. They shut it down. Well, our trio still up there. And they think that the lift is just stuck again. No, 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 no. So Uh, then they start (laughs) having random conversations. Um, What do you think would be the worst way to die? And Dan says, uh, shark attack or something like that. Just... You know, knowing that an animal's about to eat you alive. Hmm, foreshadowing. (laughs) Uh, Parker says, burning to death. And she, uh, as soon as she said that, I immediately thought of 9-11 and the footage of people jumping out of the buildings. And then she immediately goes to that. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I I guess I can see the connection there. But like burning to death, that's not exactly my first (laughs) go-to. Well, like I was just thinking about that because she was talking about like how much work, like how awful do you think it would have to be that you would prefer to like? Well, I think I mean because it's like exactly right here where like they could be trapped up there or they can jump, kind of the same type of deal. Which kind of ends up being what happens with her. Yeah, and then Lynch's answer is the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, the thing from Star Wars. I have no idea what the fuck this stuff is. I am not a Star Wars guy, so. Well, it's not a good, pleasant death. Okay, I'll take your word for it. To say. Um, so they're up there, they're just kind of killing time, then the lights go out. Oof. And they're like, uh oh, this isn't good. So they start um bickering. Dan is like aggressively trying to logic his way through it, how they can't possibly be stuck, and surely this will happen or that will happen. Parker is getting more and more panicky, and Lynch is just trying to break the tension by having stupid conversations and distract everybody. He is he is pulling a Michael Scott here. Um, they all spin on my you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then this is when Parker realizes that it's Sunday and mm-hmm. that they are not gonna reopen until Friday again. So they will potentially be stuck up there for like a whole week. Yeah. Uh, this is also when this Parker and Lynch are like, I got to pee. Mm-hmm. And Parker decides that she's going to hold it. Lynch, on the other hand, decides to whip it out and pee from the top up there. Yeah. I mean, she has a good point, though. Like, how is she supposed to do that? She can't. She's got nothing to whip. 
No, I mean, she can't. And like realistically, like if you're expecting to, you know, be able to get down in the near future, then like I can see holding it in. But at the same time, if you're stuck up there, which she eventually realizes, like it's weird. It's a whole dramatic scene later on, like just a scene of her peeing herself. And yeah. Yeah. So the storm starts. Things are seeming pretty dreary. But then, oh, the snowplow comes up. They're pretty excited. They're screaming and shouting. Kane Hodder is driving the snowplow, but he gets a call, and they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to go pick up What's-His-Face. And he's like, oh, What's-His-Face is already back at base. And he goes, oh, okay. So he starts backing up down the mountain, and they're throwing their equipment at him, and he's missing it because he's, you know, looking over his shoulder. Yeah. And uh, he just drives away. He just misses them. He's, uh, by the way, the guy that radios him back is the guy that plays um, the main guy in Hatchet. The guy that's oh. also in like uh, the Avatar movies and whatever, that big, tall, skinny dude. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I watch Avatar. Like I watched the first Avatar. I have not seen the, se- uh, the sequel. I, I give no shits about the Avatar movies. I don't either, but like, you know, don't act like it's not popular. It's made billions of dollars, that whole franchise. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I still don't care. Okay, well, maybe providing context to people who do. <laughs> um... So the storm stops. Uh, Lynch is trying more of his distracting conversation. Dan is comforting Parker because she's really scared. He, and Lynch looks like he on, feels really left out. Let's go over some of these little games that he's got here. So it's basically con- like continuing more top threes. And uh, the first one is top three breakfast cereals, which I... Crunch berries. Crunch Berry, CT Cin- Crunch, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and Lucky Charms pre Purple Horseshoes. I disagree with all of these. Uh, the next one though is Best Christmas Gifts or Gifts. Parker's is Shayna, her puppy. Yeah. Uh, Lynch's is his skis that he's using right there, and Dan's is no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to play along. He's still very tense about the whole situation, which is where he comes up with the idea now that he's going to jump. Well, because he looks over at Parker and her face is really, really red. And he's like, oh, I think you are starting to develop frostbite. Why does she develop frostbite faster than everybody else? Because uh, her delicate lady skin obviously okay. freezes quicker. It's just funny. Like they keep bringing up like, oh, my God, you got frostbite. Like and nobody else. Like I feel like they probably I guess they have it. They can they can't. I think because she was crying during all of that. Her face was wet. You have like she even has. Like she has frozen tears, yeah, sucking her eye ducts too. But yeah, so and then she drops one of her gloves trying to smoke. So now she's missing one glove, and Dan says, "Fuck it, I'm gonna jump." Yep. And everybody says no, and he says yes. By the way, I've never done this before. I don't know if it'll work. Oh yeah, he told a lie earlier where he said that he had jumped from one. In the past. And then he made the rookie move of trying to land on his feet. So, like, the snow is, like, really deep there, right? Like, wouldn't snow cushion your fall? Okay, but there's also just an ice storm, so it was probably um, pretty hard. I guess that's true. So when he lands, immediate double compound fracture. Oof. It's bad. It's bad, it's bad, it's bad. I can't look at the screen. Everybody's screaming. The wolves start howling. Um, Dan's like, I can't move. And they're like, can you crawl? And he's like, no, I can't crawl. I'm bleeding out. 
So Parker tries to throw her scarf for a tourniquet, but she makes it land in a tree. So Lynch throws his. So Dan ties these flimsy little tourniquets that aren't really doing much for him. Probably not doing anything. Yeah. And then the wolves come and they throw a snowboard snowboard at it um, to scare it away for now. That's rugby. Oh. Yeah, that's rugby. (laughs) Um, So this is where Lynch is like, okay, I'm going to climb the cable and get to either a lift that's closer to the ground or I'm going to get to one of the poles and use the ladder to climb to the ground. And then Dan's like, be careful, it's razor sharp. Um, And so he's tries to stand up on the chair to reach the cable. It's covered in ice, so they start breaking the ice off, and they are just shooting chunks of ice down <laughs> the ground, and it's, I don't know if it's intentionally that funny, but it's really funny. It feels like the world's just kind of like <laughs> shitting on Dan at this point. So Lynch tries to climb across the cable, but he like his gloves are immediately torn through, his hands are immediately fucked up, and then the wolves come back, and um, Lynch drops back into the chair and Dan's like, don't you let her look. And then they're just like holding each other and crying and screaming as Dan is eaten alive. Yeah, it's it's a really tense scene. It's really sad. Yeah. It's sad. It's bad. I'm mad. He'll never be a dad. Um, All they wanted to do was go down the mountain and be rad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so Lynch, after realizing, or after uh, Dan dies, he realizes that his hands are wasted. The cable's cut, his gloves up, his hands are bleeding really badly. Um, they're kind of fucked. Parker starts to blame Lynch that, because she she's basically trying to make him responsible for Dan jumping. And then this part, or this uh, pisses Lynch off. He goes off on like a hardcore tangent about how she didn't do anything, how you only knew him for one year. He's been my best friend my entire life. And like he's like relentless with her about this. Yeah, it's a pretty you can tell it wasn't just like the emotions of the moment, but it was like pent up stuff that he has had going on for a while. Yeah, he's. I think he's had like secret resentment for her for a long time and like that was his outlet right there like he's emotional because his friend died and like she's there it's a really shitty thing for her to do like i don't i don't really understand her logic for trying to like pin it on him suddenly i think i think both of them were just emotional and frustrated and i guess it's it's hard to put yourself in that position but like i don't think that i would be like jumping to blame a person when like what the fuck can you do when a guy decides he wants to jump down yeah you can't like physically restrain him you risk everybody falling but they they apologize and they hug it out and cry it out together and then they end up uh planning joe's future yeah so he had flirted with this woman shannon on the mountain and um because he didn't have a phone or a pen to write down her number. He had been like repeating it out loud. And so Parker's trying to help him remember the number. And then like he plans out their whole future and how many kids they're going to have. And they're going to have a dog named Steve. Yeah. And they like, argue about naming a dog Steve. And then he's like, how are you going to afford the house? And he's like, she's going to buy it. She's an orthodontist. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she starts talking about her puppy, Shana. By the way, she lives in an apartment by herself and she's the only one with the key and she has this whole imagining sh- I don't want to talk about it I'll start crying again sorry well uh, 
um, the person that played Shannon, by the way, is Adam Green's wife at the time. <laughs> so just a fun little tidbit there. So then they fall asleep. The next morning, Parker wakes up and she had apparently at some point in the night put her hand on the safety bar, the hand without the glove. And it is frozen. Yeah. And this is painful to watch her just like pry her hand off and she leaves a significant amount of skin behind. Yeah, she doesn't hesitate to do it. And like I was worried here because looking at Lynch, I thought his face was against the pole. Right? Which I think it was. And I'm surprised that it didn't freeze there. But I thought like him because he gets startled when she rips it off and he like jerks his head over at her. And I thought we were going to get a reveal that half of his face came off. Yeah, um, he looks at her and he's like, oh, man, your face is uh, getting worse. Don't touch it. I'm going to get you to a doctor. And she's like, your face is looking really red, too. But it's clear she doesn't know what frostbite looks like. She's like, your face is also really red. Uh, (laughs) And then she's like, you know, he's like, somebody will notice we're not in class. And she's like, I didn't tell anybody we came up here. So even if they notice we're missing, they're not going to know where to look. Um, He goes back to sleep. And this is where Parky... Parky Parker finally uh, pees. It's such a dramatic scene. Like you get like this like swelling music, and then all of a sudden, like you just see her start peeing, and she's like crying, and like that's it. Like it cuts. Like listen, all of this talk about frostbite. All I can think about is her vagina getting frostbite because her pants are wet. Well, apparently, peeing yourself in these situations like helps warm you up. Briefly. Yeah, I guess briefly. Like it probably gets really cold immediately after. Yeah. I guess like it's like relieving in the moment, but like it's <laughs> I had forgotten about her holding her pee and then all of a sudden it's just like a super dramatic pee. Second only to the pee scene in pieces. The pee scene in pieces. Yeah, I remember the girl. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, the, uh, Which that one was way weirder. There's rumors that, that one was like a like an actual yeah. real pissing. Yeah. yeah. That one is weirder. Okay. So Lynch and Parker um chit chat with each other and he talks about his great heartbreak because she's like you actually seem like a really nice guy why don't you have a serious girlfriend ever and he talks about this girl he dated freshman year who was really into dean this frat douchebag and uh, he tells this whole story of why he ended up breaking up with her because they were in the cafeteria and she was laughing at something behind him and she's like oh dean's making fun of you and he turns around and he's gonna like show Dean what's what, and then he realized that he couldn't tell who Dean was. He was just like a random face in the crowd. Yeah. And then he was like, you know what? You want to be with Dean so bad? You be with Dean. And then he tells Parker, he's like, you know, I feel like I was emotional in the moment and not very mature. I, I disagree with that. Yeah. I, I think mean, that that was the right call on his part because, like, it feels like... like she it, was trying to break up with him. Look, I was, I was trying to, like, put it, like, if, like, what if I was sitting... Like in a table like that, and there were like girls behind you making fun of you, and I'm like, oh, they're just making fun of you. <laughs> like, how would you feel about that? I would probably react the same way. Yeah, exactly. Like, all right, fuck uh, you. No, I'm fully on Lynch's side in this. Yeah, and <laughs> it's funny. She's like, oh, you should, uh, you should tell her about that. And he's like, I can't. She's, She's dating, dating Dean. Dean. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Parker says that, um, you know, she really thought Dan was the one. And so Lynch talks about how they met their first day of school and how they became friends. 
you know, it was kindergarten and all of the parents were dropping the kids off and Dan was this chubby little kid who was crying and wouldn't leave his mom. And the teacher's like, do you have a friend here who you can sit with? And Dan pointed at Lynch, even though they'd never <laughs> met before. And Lynch was pissed because he had to share his cubby with this crying chubby kid for the whole first week. But here they are. That's you a know, good story. That's all, a good. Yeah. That's how you become Bobby's right yeah. there. I wonder if that's how Adam Green and Joe Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> who's the Dan and who's the Lynch? I, I think, feel like it's too simple for Joe Lynch to be the Joe Lynch. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No, you know what? No. I bet it is him. I bet Adam is uh, the Dan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Lynch decides that um, he is not going to give up because Dan didn't die for nothing, basically. So he climbs the cable again. He powers through cheese shredding his palms, and he manages to make it to the next chair. However, in the process of doing this, he has knocked a crucial component of the chairlift loose in their chair, yep. which makes me worried about the ski lift regulatory committees that exist. Normally, you probably don't have people climbing all over the chairs, you know, but I guess if you have like some people that like are a little bit heavier, like it could probably be a, an issue. I don't know. I just don't feel like Lynch should have been able to fuck it up that much just by getting onto the cable. You know what I mean? Like, a giant industrial-sized bolt came loose. It almost kind of felt like Final Destination type things yeah. before because like before you could see that the screw was loose whenever, like I think whenever he was fucking with it. Yeah. So it was like kind of planting that seed there. Yeah. So um, she's like kind of huddled in the corner trying not to fall, but then he's like, hey, can you throw one of my ski poles over? I'm going to need self-defense when I climb down. She throws it, but because she can't really move a lot, it doesn't get as far as she wants it to. And Lynch says, fuck it. And he climbs the rest of the way. I don't know how he is managing to do this. There are a ton of nerve endings in your palm. Adrenaline will do a lot for you, dude. But he manages to make it to the pole. And he climbs down. And immediately there's... What did you say this one's name is? Dart? Yeah, Dart, the border collie. Yeah. <laughs> comes down and attacks him. But it's supposed to be a big wolf. Yeah. Um, and it wrestles him, and then he ends up getting the pole in just enough time and stabs him, and the dog goes, or wolf. I keep calling it a dog. The wolf keeps, puppy. it runs away. So, Wood puppy. Yeah. So he goes up and gets the snowboard that um, they through before he rides the snowboard the same way i rode our friend's skateboard when he brought it over to the apartment because i was like there's no way i'm standing up on this shit he just like sits on it and goes down the hill what does he not i think he like, he straps it up to his feet i think he goes down the right way no no he's sitting he is fully sitting you know, okay on yeah because he was giving them shit before like they were giving him shit for still using skis and He's like, yeah, snowboarding was like, it's just a fad. It's a fad, yeah. yeah. I was like, that's what they said about skis, too. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he's not going fast enough. The wolves are faster. Wolves yeah. are faster than gravity. Yeah, but we don't know that. That's, we, that's the wolves' tagline. Like, faster yeah. than gravity. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, we're left with Parker, and you know, you don't know, like, did Joe make it? Like, she really, she could just wait for help. Which she does, except when she wakes up the next morning, she realizes that if help was going to come, it would have done come by then. Yeah. And so you can see, I think she is deciding that she's going to jump down. Yep, she's going to jump. Um, And then gravity, not to be outdone by the wolves again, says, 
hold my beer. <laughs> and it drops the chair as she's dropping. And you think it's going to end up really badly. And it doesn't end up too bad. It does probably break her leg. I think she landed fine. But the chair falls right on top of her leg. Which is what does the damage. Yeah. Yeah. So she manages to get her foot out. I like these scenes of her going down the hill, though. Like, (laughs) she's actually just like on the hill crawling, and she's not even crawling; she's just sliding down the hill slowly. Like, she look like props to the makeup department because she really does look like death. Yeah. Um, and she props to Emma Bell for just ragdolling herself down this hill. It's kind of just imagine being caught in like a creek or like a stream and like just like lifeless bodies going down there. That's what she looks like right here. She's just rolling down the hill. And at one point she winds up near a big bloody puddle and then she sees Joe's body. Yeah, and then one of the wolves is like, oh, we're going to get you. And then the other wolves are like, hey, no, 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 no. (laughs) The wolf's like, oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Didn't realize. (laughs) That's just generous right there. Like, like, we already fucked up like half of you or like a third of you, two thirds of you guys. Yeah. Not math and well, I, wolf math. Yeah, we uh, we did 67% of this group and also beat gravity. Like, we can let her go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she peed herself. We don't, She's like, we we don't need, want that. We need a survivor to tell her story because nobody else is going to believe this shit. <laughs> so she manages to flail down to the road. One car drives past, um, but a second one comes up, almost hits her, almost hits her, which to be fair, she's wearing white pants, but she also is on a bright pink parka. So eventually it stops. He like lifts her up and he's driving her to the hospital. And then we get really uncomfortable audio of her trying to open her eyelids where they're like all frozen together. Uh, Yeah. That's it. Well, she's like repeating. She's hearing the guy's like saying, it's okay. You're going to be all right. And then she starts hearing Dan say, you're going to be okay. Because that's what he was saying up on the ski lift before he jumped. And then we get the title card. It says frozen. But our subtitle said frozen. You're You're going to be be all right. (laughs) Yeah. And that could either be the sequel or the other um, tagline that we could do for this movie. (laughs) Frozen. You're You're going to be be all right. (laughs) It's, It's okay. Or all right, I don't know. I wrote down you're going to be okay because that's what the tagline, or that's what the subtitle said. Okay, okay. That's what the subtitle said. I didn't write it down, so. Yeah, so it's either that or ouch, ouch, ouch. This, uh, <laughs> this hurts. <laughs> I can't remember which one. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that one out later. We got two uh, candidates for it, though. Okay. All right, that's the movie. Okay. I'm keeping my score the same, eight and a half. It's just, it's a really well done movie. It's simple and scary, which I think is great for a movie. You know? Yeah, it's uh well I think it's good for you because it's a single location, which uh, I think that this is like it's a unique take on that. Like it's not people stuck in a room and, you know, shit goes weird from there. Like this is like actually something that can happen to people. Yeah. Which is I think uh it makes it more relatable. especially if you like ski if that's the thing that you're into i feel like you could really like relate to this movie i just couldn't help but think about the meeting that is gonna happen at the resort for the employees like all of the safety precautions that are about to become a thing 
that like five years from now when it's all new employees and they're like, why do we have to do this mm. procedure? And they're gonna be like, well, supposedly some dudes died up here a few years ago. So now we have to do a sweep every so often. So either that guy is gonna get a call during his Bubby's bachelor party and be told that he's fired or he's gonna come back to work that day and be like, uh, no. Uh, you're <laughs> I, actually, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. You're actually gonna, you're being investigated. <laughs> <laughs> that guy fucked up hard. Yeah. Let that be a lesson, people. Don't take bribes. <laughs> Follow the rules. What about you? Are you keeping your score the same? Yeah, I'm keeping it. Okay. I like this movie a lot. I um I can't really say anything that would make it better. Like I think that this like everything like given, um, like the circumstances, the budget, they did an amazing job filming this. They had a very interesting story. All the actors did a great job. Um, the chemistry was there. It's it's just like a really good movie. It's fun. Um, I recommend it. It's super tense. Like I'm afraid of heights. So this shit right here like freaks me out big time. Yeah. So yeah. What did Talia rate it? Talia rated it a nine because there was a lot of snow and that was real fun. And those are the only parts she saw because anytime it was nighttime or there were wolves, she was asleep. She was only awake during the snow parts. And Talia loved like daytime snow parts. And Talia loves the snow and she was watching it. And her eyes were wide open, and she kept looking at us, being like, "This is amazing." She so, loved it. Yeah, yeah Talia did. gives this a nine for what she saw. I can't remember. No, it wasn't this movie that she got the sweet mohawk. It was Thirteen Fanboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Zoe unfortunately did not watch this with us. Didn't she, she watch parts of it? She watched part of it, but she did, she wasn't even there for half of it. Okay, it's too cold for her. Yeah. Who did you relate to? I relate to um, Dan because I was. Um, that chubby kid in kindergarten that didn't want to leave his mom and cried on like the first day of school. That was me. Like I, I actually distinctly remember <laughs> that day, like going to preschool, I was bawling my eyes out. <laughs> yeah. It's traumatic. What about you? Um, I think I related to Parker. Okay. I wouldn't be good at skiing. Um, I would panic on the ski lift. I would immediately need to pee. Hmm, yeah. Um, I would feel like I'm fucking up my boyfriend's friendship by being there when it was clear there was tension. No. Been there. Um, so yeah. You know what? And I, I also think that I would be with Dan. I'd be like, I'm, I'm jumping. Cause like, to me, I think that that I would be under the assumption that the snow would cushion my fall and I'd probably die. I'm not cut out for this type of event right here. It's it's not for me. Uh, Okay. I've got a review that I got from IMDb. Okay. I knew that we both liked it, so I got a terrible, uh, one out of 10 terrible premise. Oh, no. They reviewed this like a year after this came out. Okay. Halfway through the movie, I started rooting for the wolves. Nuff said. Like many offering very little stars to this movie, I have to agree that the premise is absurd and getting yourself out of the situation while quite challenging wouldn't end with two deaths. Some observations. One, yes, compound fractures hurt. But hey, what is this slippery stuff called snow? If my friends were in trouble, I'd slide down the hill on my back, dragging my ineffective stump of a leg with me. Two, ever seen a Christmas story? Don't put your bare skin on frozen metal, ever. Duh. Three, climb down. You have clothing and a ski pole. It shouldn't be that difficult. Tie it together, form a rope, and get the hell out of there. 
Four, successful ski resorts are always teeming with human-hungry wolves, so be careful. <laughs> and five, you'll never get that 93 minutes of your life back. That's harsh. That is harsh, but um, I think that they um, bring up some interesting points about like some possible resolutions. The, the wolves thing, I definitely agree with. Like that yeah. is weird to me that all of a sudden there's wolves that are like, and yeah, like I guess I could see it like after a certain amount of time, but like the lights go down and the wolves are like, huh? Like you know, like it's like the, it's a weekend. It's time for us, or it's the weekday. <laughs> it's our time. They immediately run out. Yeah, I don't think that place would be swarmed with wolves. The bare skin to metal, I think that that is like a legitimate like lapse of judgment on their part, giving everything that's I think, happened. I think it happened in her sleep. I think it did too, yeah. Like, I'm going to say this as somebody who frequently wakes up wondering if I've caused permanent nerve damage because I sleep in such ways that I lose all feeling in my arms. Mm. I could very easily see myself doing that in that situation. Yeah, I can see it too. I can see myself doing that, like especially when you sleep. Like you can't control yeah. that shit. Um, three with the climb down. Yeah, I think that that is like an actual resolution. They could have maybe thought about that, but then again, like you still have to worry about the wolves down below. Yeah, I do think they could have maybe softened Dan's blow if he climbed down like, just a little bit. Yeah, like dangle off of each other's legs or something. Not even that, like, just, like, yeah, do what they said, like, just make a rope out of it, and then, like, yeah, use that pole. You, like, really thinking about it, you probably could have done that. Then yeah, like we said, the wolves is kind of, like, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of ridiculous. So, um, I can understand not liking it, but I guess, like, that right there, it just kind of, a lot of things didn't make sense. But then again, you don't really know how you're going to react until you're in that type of situation. Panic really fucks with your judgment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's one of those things that, like, it's kind of like when you're watching a game show at home and you're like, oh, the answer's obviously whatever. But, like, if you were on TV, like, it would be so easy to choke. Putting, like, being put on the spot always is, like, it, it kind of jars you. Yeah. You, you don't know how to respond, like, unless you're, like, really quick on your feet. Human brains are magnificent, but also fucking stupid. Yeah. And you never know what is going to happen when adrenaline is pumping through you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do we have uh, any listener reviews? I've got one listener review. Okay. We have Michael Lee Howard. Okay. He says, Frozen is the story of a princess. Oh, wait, wrong Frozen. Frozen is a perfect example of a slow burn. You can feel the tension and desperation of our characters rising as the minutes pass. Fun watch plus Kane Hodder's in it. Woohoo! Yeah! Eight out of ten. Michael, Michael, how dare you bring up Disney's Frozen when I said we were not going to reference it this week? Yeah, he wrote this before we said that. <laughs> okay, okay. All, in all fairness. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I, same score, eight out of ten. Would you, what kind of a sequel would you give this? Um, let's, um, Let's take it with uh, the guys that were behind him, Adam Green and Joe Lynch. They get stuck on uh, not like a frozen, uh, like a like a slope ski lift. I guess you can do like one of those like lifts up to the mountains. You know, like how we did in Gatlinburg. Yeah. Um, I have an idea. Oh, you got one. Okay. So, you know, the resort has all of these new safety measures because of what happened. And the security people are going and they're trying to do like their safety sweep or whatever at the close of the weekend. And for some reason, they get stuck up somewhere. 
something like that. So the safety people are stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like they're still, you know what I mean? Like they're still mostly minimum wage workers and they're like, I don't get paid enough for this shit. And so they're still kind of cutting corners and it results in them getting kind of fucked over. Okay. I could see that. Yeah, you can make it. So, good thing so we of get that. more of that like social commentary on it. And it Yo, hits and a little if, uh, bit it hits a little bit harder because this time it's talking about the minimum wage worker that's getting fucked over instead of the people that can afford a hobby like skiing but also don't want to pay for the day passes. Is one of them Parker? Do you think she ever goes back to a No. No. Absolutely you not. Think she's done. Okay. I think she moves somewhere a lot closer to the equator. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tropical weather for her yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, I do also want to say that Tubi recommended a double a wonderful double feature to us. Uh it said you may also enjoy two hundred and forty seven degrees Fahrenheit. God, that's been... an amazing back to back recommendation. We haven't watched that since we first watched it back when we first started dating. Yeah. Which was a long time ago. When we first watched Frozen together too. Is it? Yeah. I wonder if we double featured it then too. I don't think we double featured it, but I think like we did get them at like back to back trips to Hastings. I can never remember what we watched on Netflix and what we got at Hastings. I mean, it was back in the days when Netflix was a little bit more interesting and varied. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, you got all those like low budget things on there. Kind of like Tubi right now. Yeah. Uh. Except cheaper. Yeah, exactly. Tubi's cheaper, I mean. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um all right. So that is it for this is one. Is that a wrap on Frozen? That is a wrap on Frozen. You um, know, you know what that means? What? That means that our next movie is Scream. Yeah, we get to do our next franchise, which is one that we've been looking forward to. Obviously, our fucking podcast is named after it. Yes. Uh, this is Jesse's favorite series. It is. So she's going to be leading the charge on this one. Okay, so currently it's free to stream on YouTube. Um, you can also stream it if you have a subscription to Paramount Plus or a premium subscription to YouTube TV or Amazon Prime. Or you can rent it from Google Play, Redbox, or Voodoo. Okay. And it's an amazing movie and everybody should see it. I just think it's, I'm so excited to talk about it. If you haven't seen it at this point, then like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, Yeah, watch it. I'm not going to judge people. There are a lot of movies that people will be like, what? You've never seen this? You know what? That's that's fair. Actually, I'm really, really bad for that. Yeah. I was going to say, you also shouldn't judge people for that. (laughs) Yeah, I have no right. (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah i think it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm real excited to talk about we they're most likely it's gonna be a scream seven right how did i think that was already kind of up in the I, air i don't know i'm sure it's um, gonna depend on how scream six goes but i feel like these guys are probably going for a new trilogy yeah it just so seems how it's going we'll see how that goes um in terms of how that affects our coverage of it and once you start us once we a start a franchise up, we cover all of the following entries so yeah we haven't had any movies like that yet we just did halloween ends which they like that movie just came out yeah but like at a certain point like we didn't want to put off talking about stuff knowing that sequels are coming because everything's getting rebooted and late entry sequels yeah you know it's the same thing with saw because we were kind of like oh well maybe we'll do saw first and then they're like oh we're actually gonna do saw x so we're just kind of like, fuck it. We're going to cover the franchise we want to cover. And if that means that we have to do a later installment to it, we will. Yeah, I'm all good with yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, But that does mean that you're not going to get our immediate takes on Scream 6. 
Yeah, well, I guess. Well, you kind of will because we are going to go talk about it on the decision reel. Yeah, you But you won't get it on our show. Yeah, <laughs> you'll, you'll get a preview of it. Yeah. And yeah, just knowing that show week, it's going to be talking about it for a little bit and then like a lot of like relating things, just like not much about the actual movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of the part for the course over there at that yeah. show, which is fun. I still recommend it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, um, just a reminder, we had our to be or not to be this past weekend and this upcoming weekend, we're going to have our Halloween wrap up. So lots of fun stuff going on. Um, if you want even more fun bonus stuff, you can join us over at Patreon and we're going to double shout out our peeps because mm-hmm. we forgot to shout them out, um, on our bonus episode. So we got Eric and Vivi, Joe, Amber and Michael. Sorry, I wasn't doing the cutesy nicknames this time. I was yeah. just going through it. Um, uh, they're not cutesy nicknames to me. That's just the names. Is this his full name? Yes. Okay, there you go. We did it. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but if you, you know, if Patreon isn't the right option to show your support at this time, you can always just show your support by liking, subscribing, sharing us, reviewing us. That really helps um, make the internet computer brain think we're cool yeah. and it recommends us to other people. Um, you can find us on social media. Our Instagram's Least Favorite Scary Movie Podcast and our Twitter is Least Fave Pod. And our website is what's your least favorite scary movie.com and you can email us at least favorite scary movie at gmail.com. I think that's forget a... anything this time? Nope, I think we're good. Okay. Okay, I'm trying to be calm, not okay. not um not muck right. it all up this time. <laughs> it's okay. Thankfully, this isn't a live episode, so we have the magic of editing. Even if you do, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. As well, uh, as Dan said about his favorite Christmas gift, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> all right. With that, we'll see you guys this week weekend with our Halloween wrap up. All right. Bye. All right, bye. You can tell how much attention I paid to the small details of things (laughs) like this right here.